Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. friends, this is John. And I'm Kevin. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. <laughs> Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm glad you guys are with us. Kevin, how are you doing? I'm doing splendid. Splendid. I'm flying high on bourbon. Uh, well, that's the way everything should be. Yep, yep, yep. Where do in we last? Moderation, everyone. I feel like, so what, what's going on in this damn movie? Well, let me tell you. So the last time we were all together, John Matrix... Uh, super soldier extraordinaire <laughs> had succeeded in snuffing out the abhorrent Sully and also cook yeah. who killed all his army buddies. He's killing his way to his daughter. That's right. He and Cindy, uh, flight attendant slash, uh, novice pilot, pilot yeah. uh, followed clues to a building where Arius deposed dictator. His men were preparing for their invasion of Valverde. There they discovered a map with coordinates <laughs> to a, to an island where Jenny... And there's a photograph of an airplane. John's daughter might be held <laughs> and the potential location of an amphibian plane to fly them out there. And as the episode ended, John Matrix said he needed to pick up a few things at the store before the trip. <laughs> that sums it up perfectly, And that's my where we are, my friend. So now Cindy and Matrix are driving up to surplus city. That's right. It's um, like an army surplus type yeah, of a got store. Yeah, big ass guns and ammo sign on front. Um, Matrix just drives a damn bulldozer right through the front window. That's the front of the store. Sure, why not? I mean, that's not going to draw police or anything, is it? Uh, like, there's not a back door. Like, even there's, if you tripped and I don't know. I just don't no, know. There's no... That's the worst possible way to try to conduct a robbery, I would think. Not if Agreed. you're... Anyway... There's but, no, like, breaking and entering training, I guess, in the Special Forces. I don't know. Probably not. Um, but then this this trip through the surplus city is like, do you remember Nickelodeon Super Toy Run? No. Oh, man. So it was a wet dream of mine to, <laughs> to watch these kids, like, to get picked for Nickelodeon Super Toy Run. But these kids would, like, get let loose in, like, a KB toy or a... Toys R Us, or mm-hmm. I can't even remember what storage. I mean, but they would just take a shopping cart and like just pile video games and action okay. figures. Oh, it's and, just like a shopping spree. Yes, it's just whatever you could rake into the cart. Yeah, that's what this is. Yeah, but for but, guns, but for guns and knives, <laughs> flipper, flippers, and binoculars, and uh, explosives, Claymore yeah. mines. There's, this store, there's no way this stuff is available to the general no. public. No, there's a fucking rocket launcher no um yeah 
It's unbelievable. He's, he's making, you know, he's finding what he can in the front, but then he goes and he presses the little button. Well, he looks for the button that I guess every <laughs> every gun store has. There's no code or anything you have to punch in. Come on, come on. It's just, yeah, wherever the, if you can find the button, it's going to open, like, fucking open sesame. You'll all be surprised to hear that he finds it. Yeah. <laughs> and and it opens a secret vault. This room is insane. The fuck. It's filled with every type of gun you can imagine, like heavy machine guns and rocket launchers, bazookas. One uh, rocket launcher, the very last thing that he tries to go for looks like the rocket launcher, the like, anti-aircraft la- rocket launcher yes. that the guys in Die Hard had. It's insane. It's a Second Amendment lover's wet dream. And yep. he he grabs a shotgun, machine gun, detonator, rocket He's launcher, grenades. the shopping cart. You got Cindy's running loads out That's to right. the car. Yeah, we assume I that she's like making multiple trips. I feel like there's probably more than one load. Yeah. Yeah, he's got anything and everything you can imagine, including a a Zodiac raft. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, he's back there from one last load of grenades and then anything else you can think of. And he turns around and there's police everywhere. Don't even think about it. Yeah, I mean... This was expected, right? Like you can't drive a bulldozer through the front of any yeah. business. They had eighties in they had alarm systems in the eighties. They existed. Yeah. Cindy's watching from the car as they right. as they put him in the back of like almost a SWAT team van. It's like the paddy yeah. wagon. Yeah. It's not just like a back of a black and it's white. It's not a car. cruiser. Yeah, it's yeah. not a cruiser. Um and she starts following behind. Matrix is like pleading with the guys up front, like to please call General Kirby, which made me wonder. Why didn't you yourself call General Kirby like five hours ago? Yeah. At any point when you could have pulled over and used a payphone. Yeah. There was any number of opportunities that you could have called him and let him know what's going on. You could have gotten some like military assistance. The only reason I can think for not doing that is if there's that whole angle of he feels like there's a leak within the military. Right. Now that makes sense. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Maybe he thinks he can't even trust Kirby's office, but that I don't know. I don't know. There's got there's got to have been a way other than just being the one man army. Anyway, the, needless to say, the cops ignore him. But yeah, so at a stoplight, Cindy <laughs> is rolling in the El Dorado with a with a car full of ammunition and yeah, firearms. Indeed. She she pulls up alongside and one of L.A.'s finest yells, hey, and turns <laughs> he's, like, his buddy. he's leaning out the window like as far as a human can like, lean out the window. Hey, he turns to his buddy and says, hooker. <laughs> Right, he's like, hooker, not bad. Not bad. And then uh, they, the light turns green, they drive off, and Cindy stands up in the car, and the cop is still sort of watching out from the, like, the side yeah, mirror. Yeah, the rear view. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I think she's got something for us. I love that she pulls out the rocket launcher. Hell yeah. Going all in. She fires first in the wrong direction. That's yeah, okay. she's got it backwards. Understandable. She blows up like a bus stop or something. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. And then the second shot is bang on. Like right in the wheel well, right in the wheel well of the van. It flips the van over without destroying it. Thank God. This, this move was way more likely to kill Matrix than to save him. Right. And the two cops. So she would have been a cop killer. And if she had just hit the, the van itself, they're all dead. Yeah. But, um, you know, as this movie's logic plays out, she's, fires a perfect precision shot that tips the van over and actually even blows a hole in the underside of the van that Matrix can crawl through to get out. Convenient. I love it, dude. Matrix and Cindy flee the scene. Oh, and and Matrix asks her, where did you learn how to do that? (laughs) 
I read the instructions. And like, it was a nice moment because there actually was. was an instruction manual when it she was, was wheeling the car out. I was glad they included that detail. <laughs> I loved um, it. We cut to Arius's base. He's nervously asking when the plane arrives in Valverde carrying Matrix. Right. And Bennett says it's going to be just over two hours. Okay. Um, Honestly, Which we know they I think they've established earlier maybe that the the island that they want to fly to is a two hour flight. Yeah. For for Matrix and Cindy. So right. we're really getting up against it now is the time. Yeah, the time is the time is cutting close. Um, anyway, Bennett assures Arius that Matrix will follow orders so long as he thinks he's going to get Jenny back. That's right. And then Jenny's like they got her locked in that room. That's right. She's, she's in like the sort of looking for a way out. Right. She she's gotten tired of just sitting around waiting for something to happen and decides to see <laughs> what she can see. She checks the door. She checks the French doors at the back. Everything's boarded up. No dice or it's locked. But as she sits back down, she sort of focuses on the door handle of the room. My main concern was like, is there ever a need to wear a belt with overalls like she was doing? In the 1980s, <laughs> Accessorize. Excess. Yes. Excess with the accessories. It's the only thing that separates us from the animals, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> she was full Punky Brewster mode. She looked great. And then she had her Converse shoes on and all she that. She looked great. Uh, she was cute. Cute kid. Um, so the scene cuts to Matrix and Cindy rolling up to the pier with all of their gear packed in the biggest duffel bags you've ever seen. <laughs> um, all manageably carried by your boy Arnold. Yep. Um, Matrix uh, knocks out a guard. I was like, did he kill the guy? If he banged his head that hard he face did first. Smash and he his head two times against something pretty solid. And it he could have killed him. He either killed him or knocked him out. Um, uh, and the two sneak down to the plane. She's getting very concerned, like, that she's not going to be able to fly this I plane. I hope I can fly this plane. That's she's great. like, That's she great. says, this isn't a plane. It's a canoe with wings. I'm like, I'm thinking, honey, it's the same airplane from the picture. You knew this was a seaplane. It is the airplane that you saw in the picture. This is not a surprise. You haven't gone inside to see what the instruments are like or anything. No. Yeah. In the meantime, Matrix has heard vehicles approaching. It's like, shit. Yeah, a couple more goons show up on a Jeep. Right. They open fire with machine guns, yeah, they hitting get, nothing. Right. They get all the gear loaded up in the plane. Matrix holds off the soldiers who are... Like all movie bad guy drones, the worst fucking shots ever. But Matrix isn't really hitting them either. Like this is full on like a team action where just thousands of rounds are being fired, but right. no one's getting hit. We need sound to fill the space. Um, yeah. yeah. Cindy complains that there are no LED readouts. Right. And she's only ever trained in a Cessna, Kevin. Yeah. Poor thing. No, Matrix goes in and he like says fly or die and whacks the dashboard really hard and the it. engines crank right up. Deus ex machina via Arnold. Yeah, he um, says works every time. But you, you mentioned this and I, I sort of agree that they they should have let Cindy have this victory. Like that's not one that requires muscles and, no. and fighting acumen. You need to like, know how to sh- turn She can the save on. the day herself. Like she should have had that moment. Um, I agree. That's a that's a missed opportunity. Guys. Matrix pops back out the door with an Uzi and and bullseyes the two guys in the Jeep. They drive the Jeep off the dock into Great. the water. It's a guys. cool stunt. It's a very cool stunt. Uh, Cindy tries to get the plane up to speed, but they're not going fast enough to clear the harbor. Uh, right. So she's There's pretty, like all these boats that she's right. afraid they're going to crash into the boats. She's pretty convinced they're going to crash. Matrix punches the throttle. Well, she's like, we're not going to make it. And he's like, yes, we are. And punches it. He, but wouldn't she have known to do that? That's what I'm thinking. That's another moment that should have been Cindy's. Yeah. Like she, she's got to know more about flying than matrix does. 
unless he's a secret pilot that we don't know about. Well, but I, I feel like he probably has some training, but and they just wanted every hero moment to be Matrixes, I yeah. think, or at least helping out with it. Anyway, Cindy could have had those victories for herself. Absolutely. Anyway, he tells her that he did a great job. Yeah. And she, yeah, they seem sincere to you. He did to me. Okay. I couldn't tell if he's like, he's like, good job. Good job. You're doing good or whatever. If he yeah. meant it or not, but yeah. Um, back at, at Surplus City, oh General God. Kirby's there surveying the damage. He seems to be always one step behind Matrix. That makes sense, though, in these movies. Yeah. It's sort of like in Princess Bride or Monty so Python and the Holy Grail. He's telling his guy, like, monitor every channel for a communication from Matrix. So he says to his uh-huh. goon, call the federal building. <laughs> Come yeah. on. The federal building. First, the federal people, the, the federal f- building. Yeah. What? That's such sloppy writing. Call the federal building. You just say, I don't know who it would be. Apparently the writer of the movie didn't know who it would be either. But yeah, this guy. Could they, not, <laughs> could they not decide like what branch of the military this was supposed to be? He's a general. So he's a general. He's a he's in charge of a lot of shit. Yeah, he but, should be able to make this happen. He he should know his shit. Call the federal building, Kevin. Right. Call the people, the federal people with the federal building. Anyway, that shit annoys the and fuck his, out of me. His little like piss ant asks him, "What are you expecting?" <laughs> World War Three. It's another full Rambo line, isn't it? Is. It? it totally is. Thanks, Troutman. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Back on the plane, Matrix is trying to hail Kirby with no luck because yeah. Kirby's trying to reach the federal building <laughs> uh, whatever <laughs> and the only guy who's picking up his radio signal is the coast guard oh my god played. radio operator played by bill paxton this is awesome i had completely forgotten that bill paxton was even in this movie he's like i love this time of his career when he was playing all these little tiny tiny roles before he sort of made it in any kind of way right beautiful pre-twister the pre-aliens even <laughs> Um, yeah, so Bill Paxton jumps on and says that the plane is flying over a gunnery range and it must change course or it's going to be fired upon. Yeah, which like and then Cindy seems to know what's going on because she's kind of like they like they shoot the shit yeah, out of this shoot area. The shit. <laughs> like uh, pilots ava- avoid it like the plague. But Matrix doesn't really have time no, for he's safety. Like, we have no time for this at all. <laughs> he, he tells her just how low can you fly this motherfucker? Un- literally under the radar, if you please. Which she says, well, I can't get under marine radar, but if I fly low enough, like the waves will camouflage us. Then she flies low and they drop off the radar. So I don't really know what happened. We lost them, sir. <laughs> That's a good Paxton. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> Paxton's fucking great. I love yeah, Bill Paxton. R.I.P. Game over, man. He's gone too um, soon. All these guys. Man, Kevin, are we getting old? Swayze's gone. We are. Bill Paxton's gone. Yeah. Alan Rickman's gone. Is yeah. this what happens? Yeah. This fucking sucks. Schwarzenegger's hanging in there. Hug a loved one. And Arnold, please hang with us. I want you to outlive me. <laughs> <laughs> Now, this is the point in the movie in which I think in the original draft of the screenplay, there was to have been a sex scene between uh, Matrix and Cindy as they're mm, flying. No, thank you. I don't you. think I think it never even was filmed. Thank God. But what the fuck? Like it made all the sense in the world. How is that appropriate at this moment? Who's flying the plane so if they're having sex? 37. She's 24. Three, I think, or something she like was this. Young. When this I'm was- not even that concerned about the age as much as I am about if Matrix has like got the clock ticking in his head about when they're going to kill his daughter. 
Like, I just can't imagine a scenario in which you're in the mood. I don't know. Stress does, stress does <laughs> stress does strange things to people. Uh, right. I, I mean, yeah, that's true. Actually, I have a, I have a recent experience. I'm not going to bore you people that's with, fine. but um, yeah, some crazy shit can happen. But I had never sensed also like any type of romantic chemistry None between between Cindy and Matrix. None at all. And it's refreshing, honestly, to have a male female, especially at this time, relationship that's not based on her being a sexual object to him. Agreed. You know? Yep. I love it. So, yeah, I felt like their chemistry was amazing, but it was also very platonic. Thank God for no airplane sex, then, I guess. Who was flying the plane if they were having sex? Autopilot? <laughs> who was covering Chewbacca. <laughs> who was covering Merlin while you were showboating with this MIG? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's solid. Um at any reference. Um yeah. So now back on the island. So yeah, we're back at Arius's base. Jenny has managed to rip the doorknob off and is using it to pry away a board. She's resourceful. Yeah. Well, like she, she's her father's daughter. Absolutely. She's an enterprising little mini matrix. <laughs> um, a couple of rooms away, some soldiers. St- this is I, this whole part is weird. I feel like they did this whole scene because they're like the movie's 10 minutes shorter. We need to like, you mean make the, up just time. generic goons <laughs> yeah, being this, bad? Well, well, just some soldiers stopped Bennett to tell him that slitting a little girl's throat is like cutting warm butter. This guy seems to like. Oh, be really into killing oh, young girls. Like, okay. have you actually done this before? Guy? Well, that's the thing is like Bennett tells the guy to put the knife away and shut up <laughs> from the look on the guy's face. I think he was trying to impress. Bennett. Exactly. And like, he maybe not even mean it, but he's like, I know Bennett's a stone cold killer. I'm going to try to ingratiate myself maybe. But yeah. like the whole exchange feels like, I don't know. It's keeping the movie from being shorter. It's, it's just weird. Let's and, just call it what it is. Yeah. It's that was weird. a weird, creepy scene. It's bizarre. But, and then for Bennett to be like, I don't want to hear about that. Where normally Bennett's like. That's like what he's into. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Then we get a bit between Bennett and Arius uh, that starts with the quality of Arius's men. Bennett saying, your men are nothing. And yep. immediately switches to this weird idol worship of Matrix. On Bennett's part. He's like, yeah, if it was me or Matrix, we could like wipe out your whole army in the blink of an eye. Yeah, which is interesting because he thinks he's Matrix's equal, I guess. But yeah. you get the feeling that he still like reveres him. You know, he's his, yeah, he was his mentor, I suppose. Um, but he like went to the dark side, as it were. Right, exactly. So Arius asks Bennett if he's trying to frighten him. Bennett says he doesn't have to. And, yeah. and that when Matrix finishes the job, it's not going to matter if Jenny's alive or dead, that he's going to be coming for Arius. Yep. And the only thing that's going to be able to stop him is Bennett. Which, he's going to be coming for everybody, right? Yeah. I mean, but in, at any rate, yeah. One gear, and that is on. And Arius is like, it sounds like you're the one who's scared. I, and I kind of like Bennett's response. He cops to it. He's like, yeah. yeah. I'm smart. Yeah. But I have leverage. I have his daughter. I have, mm-hmm. his, I have an edge. It's his daughter. So, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Matrix is coming for Bennett, but Bennett's like, I don't know. He's ready for it. He's excited about it. He's getting like, he's pretty amped about he's it. He's getting a boner for it. I think <laughs> he really is. There's some sexual tension there. 
There's some kind of tension. It's, well, I mean, yeah. It's palpable. It's coming, so to speak. <laughs> Matrix and Cindy have arrived at the island because maps and charts and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I sort guess. Of, as sun is beginning to rise, they're coming to the island. I was a little thrown about this because they're flying east to west, yet the sun is rising behind the island. But maybe they missed they it limped and turned around, around or something. Um, Matrix has also determined from that one worthless chart that this location (laughs) must be the most isolated spot for insertion. Right. So she puts the plane down in the water. Smooth landing. You go, Cindy. She's an accomplished girl. She's a good pilot. Yeah. She figured that shit out. At that very moment, Kevin, listeners at home, at that moment, a Western Airlines flight has landed in Valverde with one (laughs) very dead... Enriquez. Somehow all the bloods come run out of his face, so he's kind of looking pale. He was a black guy. Yeah. But he's still sweaty as hell. It's hot on that plane. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> I don't know how bodies work. Oh um, my gosh. And I don't know what the protocol is if someone dies on a plane. I've been on a plane where someone has passed out and for a second everyone thought they were dead. Oh shit. Um were they gonna make an emergency it, it landing? Turned out the or? guy just like was asleep and his wife freaked out. Okay. Because he had apnea. Oh shit! Overreact much, Jesus? But <laughs> um, I think it—I think it depends on where they are in the flight. Yeah, if they were early, they might try to land. Yeah, if they were close to landing, they might they, finish it out. Yeah, and I mean, you just kind of have to keep people settled because I, I, when that happened to me on that flight, I was like, that's—it's kind of unsettling. Not gross to think; it's just unsettling. Yeah, you know, and and very very sad for anyone involved in it, obviously, but. At anyway, this rate, they were already on the ground in Valverde. Enriquez. Yeah, no one's, you won't be missed. We don't understand how you're perspiring, <laughs> but you are. We cut to a bespeedoed matrix. <laughs> loading, oh, that's a new adjective. Loading up his inflatable Say it raft. Again? Bespeedoed. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if you got that, if you got that meat on, and you cast Arnold, you got to show that flesh. Absolutely. He is shredded. He, I mean, he made bank the first part of his career as a bodybuilder. That that was his uniform, right? Yeah. So yeah, he's he doesn't mind it no. at all. Certainly, but so, um, they say like he had on set like a semi truck full of workout gear. Awesome. And they also said it was like all these bodybuilders were just like hanging around, like hanging around Arnold, coming out to visit and working out and all That's that awesome. with him. It's just like it's a fraternity. Yeah, it's incredible. The same thing happened on Predator. He like had them bring a a truck full of gear down to Mexico where they were filming. And yeah, I heard that he was pumping iron every day and running like three to four miles and like just staying in shape. That dude was on his fitness for real. Um, Cindy. Oh, this is the time Cindy is like he's briefing her on what she needs to do. Right. And she has the titular line. She's like, I got it. Kirby Commando. Bam, titular line in the film. Everyone can leave now. Everyone can walk away. If Turn off your radio or computer and leave. These are the rules. Refresh us on the rules. The rules are uh, uh, a wonderful, wonderful ex-girlfriend of, of mine who I'm still friends with to this day. Um, we used to have a rule where if you were in a play or movie or something like that um, and someone said the name of said play or movie, 
that at that point you could get up and leave if you chose if you chose you, it's like, you can enjoy you can be enjoying the ride like we are and right. stay yeah and so okay. if someone says commando it's like oh but as soon as that happens like all right well we can leave now someone <laughs> said, said the name <laughs> i love it yeah i love it yeah so he tells but he tells her not to use the radio mm. until she sees his signal which will be all fucking hell breaking uh, yeah loose. she's like he's like don't break radio silence until they've seen me and she's like well how will i know because all fucking hell is gonna break yeah. loose um he rose to shore which is a great opportunity for everyone to to be reminded of how incredibly muscular Arnold oh my is. god i don't recall him i wonder if the raft was just part of the gear that was comes with the plane because i don't recall him taking a raft from the surplus well, I mean, store if it's, if it's an inflatable raft it could be small. Yeah. Did you think he was back there blowing well, remember, it up by mouth? Remember, no, remember the, the raft in uh, in Temple of Doom. Relatively small until they blew you it up. A thing. I wonder if yeah. that's like, like standard equipment on planes. Maybe. Could I, be. I would assume so. Yeah, probably. Let's roll with that because that's yeah. like, otherwise this, this whole movie's going to start to fall apart. with that explanation. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, meanwhile, in Valverde... A car pulls up in front of the aeropuerto, and two guys jump out of the car and go in. They're presumably looking for Matrix. Matrix, however, is rowing up and pulling that boat on shore. That's right. And this is where he starts to gear up. Kevin, it's time to dress your action figure. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. He shit. He puts on all the commando Speaking gear. Of muscle porn. Muscle and gun porn. Oh, dude. He's he he straps up with every weapon imaginable. Yep. There's like grenades, Which shotguns. The grenade part was apparently a big no-no, according to some military guys, that you would never secure your grenades through the the pin, through the loop in the pin. Right. Because you could accidentally drop it, could, it. Yeah. Or for fear that like it could come undone and you wouldn't know and just blow up. And there's a grenade at your feet. At your That's feet. right. If you're a commando, though, if you're John Matrix, you right. don't make mistakes. That's true. So, so he was like, he was doing it for efficiency. And he needed, yeah, he, he's pulling out all the stops. So, yeah, so anybody that's ever naysayed that, fuck you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I would never do that. I'm too neurotic. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, he's gearing up. He's putting on his body paint. He looks unstoppable. Yeah, he's getting camoed up. He's got all the gear, all the guns. He looks like something I would have begged my parents to buy me when I was seven. Oh, shit, right? yeah. He looked like if you took your G.I. Joe and took every G.I. Joe gun that you had and, like, strapped it onto the one guy, that was him walking out. Right. Fucking awesome. Well, now I want to prepare everyone. Oh, you know what? I read a thing that said he sliced his hand, like putting the knife into the sheath when he was doing that. They didn't feel like he's they no had soldier. A, they didn't have a good like hand double for Arnold. They didn't have a good meaty, like veiny hand. So he like sliced his hand wide open, like handling the knife or something. Jesus. Ridiculous. Arnold, come on. Fucking klutz. Um, I would like to take this opportunity to prepare everyone, including myself and Kevin. We're going to go rapid fire through this next section because starting at about (laughs) starting about an hour and seven, there's a series of quick cuts. Okay, so we'll go through them and we'll try to be as coherent as possible. The pace is is really starting to pick up in the compound. Right. Bennett and Aries are just sitting around waiting for that phone call. Just waiting for that phone call. Bennett's loading his gun ever so ever so. 
whatever slowly deliberately deliberate yeah. we cut to matrix as he starts scoping out the situation their barracks are plenty which means plenty of guys to mow down yes there's a the boat is there by the pier that's right this fucked me up you, you've just, been on, you went on a, a I went quest. on a, I went on a Wikipedia quest, you went on a quest. afterwards so Lay it was a, out. I let's this. think about it it's a two-hour flight from LA <laughs> to this island a flight a two-hour flight they were flying a 1942 Grumman Goose. Cruising speed of that plane. I love that you know that. That's awesome. Speeding, uh, cruising speed of that plane, 191 miles an hour. Okay. Meaning, you know, now we're looking at this boat. This boat doesn't look like a particularly fast boat. No. But if it was a pretty speedy boat, it could maybe haul ass at about 40 miles an hour. To the island. And yeah, that would be that would be my zipping, guess for seeing that boat. Zipping right along. So a two hour flight for that plane would have made for a nine and a half hour boat ride at 40 miles an hour. So I'm telling myself they ought to Matrix have they should have the beaten Arius, Jenny, and Bennett to the island. But Bennett and them arrived with eight hours left from the eleven hour. They made that boat ride in like an hour or two. I guess my only rebuttal would be, though the boat doesn't look like it goes that fast, is that it goes that fast. It, cl- it must go 200 miles an hour, this boat. It's That's like the a only bond, way they could be there in an hour or two. It's a villain boat. It's like a hydrofoil. Yeah. Maybe it's like fucking can transport. Yeah. Fucking warp speed on the I'm boat. I'm just saying, it's the only plausible explanation. I, I that, appreciate your diligence that in looking that up. That messed me up. Big time. I get it. Big time. It It had my head all fucked up. (laughs) Um, Anyway, sorry about that. No, no worries. Well, so then we have a quick cut to Jenny digging her way through a wooden plank. Uh Another quick cut back to Matrix counting bad guys and locating lookout towers. Quick cut to the airport where people are disembarking the flight from L.A. The two bad guys are waiting for Matrix and Enriquez. Another cut back to Matrix as he's sneaking up across a stream carrying all his shit. There's lots of Arnold just like crawling around with stuff in his arms. All these quick cuts, it needs to be this way. Yeah. Because everything's happening at the same moment. The pace is 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 really moving. It's like at the end of Die Hard where they're... Hans is getting ready to blow the roof. Yeah, absolutely. At the same time that McLean's getting ready to jump off, at the same time that Special Agent Johnson is getting ready to shoot him. Exactly. That was exactly what I thought about, too. Um, Cut back to the airport, and some of the medics are bringing a body on a stretcher off the plane. The bad guys see this. Dude, I got to say, there is no way in hell that these two guys who were kind of small carried huge Enriquez. Enriquez down the stairs that easily. He was just six five, like probably two seventy. Maybe these guys are really strong. Or they whatever. were dude, if so I mean I've I've yeah, that was impressive to say the least. <laughs> or they were carrying a uh, a mannequin. More likely. <laughs> More likely. Um if you guys thought you were done with quick cuts, you're wrong. We cut back to Matrix, who's now hiding behind a tree, yep. looking sinister, conjuring his inner Eastwood, and he's ready for you guys. He makes a quick break to, uh, if you guessed another tree, you were right. <laughs> and checks out and checks out some military trucks, and then he runs to the next tree in this row of trees yeah. and looks at some more vehicles. 
So he's getting, he's getting a really good look at a lot of vehicles. He's creeping his way ever closer to the field of battle, <laughs> isn't he? We have another cut to the airport where these wimps are trying to lift Enriquez's body. Yeah. Um, the bad guys approach the medics and forcibly ID the body. Yeah, indeed. Um, and see that it's Enriquez. They are not happy about it. They rush to the Valverdian uh, payphone pay bank. Pay phone. <laughs> <laughs> to call Arius. And I fucking love this. Uh, this I do too. This cut to Arius. And I, you try uh, to give the real timing. I'm going to yeah. be the telephone. So I, I love how it's going to be Dan Hedaya answers the phone. Just I, very composed. So he picks it up. Ring, ring, ring. He picks it up. See. The president aquí. <laughs> he's, he's relishing calling They've been himself. sitting around waiting and waiting for this call. And then he's like trying to play it cool. See? <sighs> Yeah, he took President his, here. He took his sweet ass time answering that phone ever so deliberately. But I get the feeling like he was he was waiting for that moment to pick up the phone and address himself. He wanted to call himself El Presidente. I'm the president here. Yeah, am um, I the president now? Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> so uh, just when you thought that maybe we're done cutting, Mark Lester does it again. Oh, you got to. Um, Matrix is now running past those well-observed vehicles, and he set up a Claymore mine, the first of many behind some boxes. Yes. Next to, I guess we think a barrack, right? He's planting those Claymores all over the place, next to buildings, right. next to fuel like whatever the fuel depot um, a soldier walks out of that building um, one of about a hundred guys were about to see rocking a killer mustache being that this is one of the featured like stunt guys who gets yeah. a close-up they should have not put such a terrible looking mustache on him but he's the first of so many that all had that same look. Same mustache and, I, and fake I, beards. And I wondered if it was the same mentality, like it's a video game mentality or a red shirt mentality in Star Trek where these expendables are all in the same uniform. Oh, like totally. The, like the, the guys in the brown uniforms, the mall cops. Yep. And now you got all these guys that are dressed in fatigues with mustaches. So Human like, life was disposable in this movie. Absolutely. Um, so I think every stuntman probably got killed like two or three times in this scene. Or more. Hence the hence you get killed the one time you come back with a mustache. You get killed that time you come back with a full beard. That's a good point. Um, Matrix stabs this guy to death. You got to do it quietly. He was do trying to quietly. still like keep stealthy as long as he can. Yeah. So uh, we're keyed in that Matrix is about to kill like a ton of these guys. Um, then then we get a cut back to Arius. This phone call did not go. <laughs> that the was way Arius he had hoped to. to. He reveals that Matrix was not on the plane. Oh, yeah. shit. He tells Bennett, kill the girl. And he, he cocks his gun and smirks uh, crazily. That's what we call a cliffhanger right there. Oh, my God. I think the rest of the movie is going to have to wait until next week. I can't. I can't even. Like, it's the end. Next week's the finale. This is the end. I, I don't know if Matrix can do it, but I guess we're going to find out. We're going to find out. All right. All right, friends. We'll be back. <laughs> we will be back next week. See you then. <laughs>